And this is Randy's number one Andy Assault rifle of comedy Got the tablet handy Andy Klein, Mr. On Time Slinging punchlines from the cut Walk at a straight line Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller Crowd killer, say hold up He's probably not here Out trying to raise his daughter So we'll just tune in to 3SPN Through the sock puppet nation Let the party begin Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romaine, top of the list JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips Might be waxing philosophical Chris or Milton. talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Nice pretty young bitch You have an opinion, let's hear it, do it proper The world may suck, but I like it, I want you Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet If you're dropping our names Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say Let's start the show, Randolph, hit him with the Hey! The MLK. What's happening, Randolph Terrence? I'm Andy Klein. Who else? Petey Stu. We have three guys on. Hey, happy Tuesday. We are, are recording on uh, Martin Luther King Day. So happy Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, that's uh, that's Lee Jackson King Day to you. Yeah, whatever the <laughs> fuck they call it. No, it's, not anymore. It's, it's Good Americans Day. In Biloxi, <laughs> Mississippi. Well, in Virginia, I actually looked this up because I remembered it. I had a memory from my high school days about it. When they first started Martin Luther King Day, they called it Lee Jackson King Day. Um, that was like a few of us were joking in high school, like Spike Lee, Jesse Jackson. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. The reason was there was already a Lee Jackson Day, which was like a state-recognized day. It's not like a, it's not a federal holiday. You don't get the day off or anything, but it was like a state-recognized day. Their mm-hmm. birthdays are right around Martin Luther King's birthday. Huh. So Virginia apparently, starting in 1978, I didn't know this part, had some sort of Martin Luther King Day to honor him, but it was on New Year's Day. So it's like, oh, it's being obscured by this other hmm. thing. And like then, Jesus's real birthday. Yeah. yeah. So they, so then they wanted to keep it off of Lee Jackson Day, but then the federal thing came in, like this is a federal holiday, and they were like, okay, Lee Jackson King, we'll put King last, <laughs> Lee Jackson <laughs> King Day, and then at some point, like in two thousand, they actually said, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that, and then technically now Lee Jackson Day is the Friday before. This past Friday would have been Lee Jackson Day. And Monday, the third Monday in January, is Martin Luther King Day. So they didn't start honoring Martin Luther King Day till 2000 in Virginia. Is that correct? As its standalone day. As its standalone day. Uh, They had Lee Jackson King Day, technically. because they weren't in danger of having a Super Bowl here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, in in reality, it was called Martin Luther King Day, but I guess technically for, you know, the state calendar or whatever, it was called Lee Jackson King Day. And then I guess a couple states are still trying to do that. But, um, like, all those guys had to... Birthdays within a couple of days of each other, and you got to honor Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah, not going to not honor those guys, yeah, right? It's I a mean, war of northern aggression. Virginia legends. So uh, instead of they're not going to take that day away, basically, no. it's like Columbus Day. <laughs> Make America VA. <laughs> so hey, uh, firing Rob Schneider up on Twitter. <laughs> Rob Schneider, the actor. Yeah. Well, if you want to call him that. actor comedian, <laughs> if you want to call him that actor comedian. What was his tweet? His, His tweet, tweet was about John was, Lewis. Representative John Lewis, you are a great person. I would have went with man in the interest of well, he's being saving characters. Gender inclusive. Okay. We don't know how John Lewis, <laughs> he might see himself as a woman. You don't want a great man. But Dr. Kim didn't give in to his anger or his hurt. That is how he accomplished and won civil rights. So what he's saying is, hey, John Lewis, um, I know you are angry and hurt. Hurt, and I know you knew Dr. King. But don't give in to the anger and hurt. So he's acknowledging there's a reason for John Lewis to have anger and hurt. What would that reason be, Rob Schneider? And why shouldn't anyone give in slash act on that? And because was even- when they go low, we go high, yeah, Andy. Right. I thought you guys cheek. were tolerant. I thought you guys were tolerant of stolen elections. Yeah. Turn um, the other cheek. So that's, yeah, What's it's like- you, you atheist? Yeah, just let us, uh, you know, let us- <laughs> Screw you over and then yeah. 
Take the high road. <laughs> and then take the high road. Let us low road guys do our yeah, thing. Fucking idiots. Uh, I want to thank um, Nadine and Susie, I believe was her name. They came out to my show Thursday night at um, at the Draft House in D.C. They had a great time. Uh, I laughed their little butts off, and I was very happy to see you guys. And I talked to them a little bit from the stage, and they were fantastic. Podcast fans. fans. Of, fan, podcast fans. They came on through. Um that was a small show at the time when I was booking the show. I didn't realize that there was nine comedy shows in the area, one of them being Louis C.K. Yeah, <laughs> Louis C.K. at Constitution Hall. Constitution Hall. And then uh, he did a drop-in at Big Hunt that night mm-hmm. on another last-minute show with yeah. Mark Norman and Joe another List. last-minute show that was booked up. Uh, I got to see that, luckily. And then 51st Jokes was happening the same night, which I was on. It was just going to be... Uh, which my, was lighter crowd than last 50, year. My show and 51st Jokes. Yeah. Uh, and then in addition to those shows, you still had the Open Mic at Town Tavern, the Open right. Mic at RFD, right. um, a couple other shows, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So apparently January 12th, DC Comedy peaked. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else. Um, I was there at Big Hunt for Louis C.K.'s drop-in, and I got to see he, he, Louis was in town all week, well, three nights, to do his, um, he was at Constitution Hall. Yeah. He was recording his next special. And so on Thursday after his show, he popped in a big hunt. I got to see his special recording on Saturday, which according to him and others, that was the best crowd of the week, which uh, it was a great show. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was one of those like, oh, man, I'm not funny. Like one yeah. of those shows. Yeah. Oh, I should I could do more with my topics. He yeah. did 10 minutes on this and I did I would have two minutes on it. If you were lucky. <laughs> yeah. But he did an hour 25 and then he left the stage and he came back and did like another 10 to 12 of just like newer stuff that's not on the special. And uh, the stuff he did at Big Hunt was newer stuff that's not on the special, which was like a 15, 20 minute set, something like that. So he's already got a backlog of material going into the next special. But uh, shout out to uh, Mark Norman and uh, Joe Liss. Got to say hi to them. Uh, Mark hooked me up with the ticket on Saturday mm-hmm. for the show, which was very nice. And uh, it, was, it was good. It was oh, by good. the way, the Queen got me... Um Two tickets to go see uh, Chris Rock in Richmond. Oh shit! Next month you'll probably be coming. Is that, that the Chris Rock Dave Chappelle tour? Is that? Ever I don't happening? know. It's whatever. <laughs> no, it's Rock is touring on his own. I know he's, he's touring. Ready, yeah. He's getting ready to do this Netflix thing. So yeah, she got me two tickets for. I think it's March. All right, March uh, in Richmond. What is that? Yeah, you know Richmond. what the venue is then? What's the big venue in Richmond? It's got to be a theater down there. There's mm-hmm. some kind of a expo center or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll do the funny bone. Yeah, <laughs> just working out. It's over he's, at Kazi's. He's been, <laughs> he's been known to do that. Like when he's getting ready for a special, he'll just do like a Monday, Tuesday at a Funny Bone, not like yeah. a weekend, and just go in like tickets sell out in ten seconds, and yeah. then, you know he'll just do like a three hundred seat room. Some of those guys do that, but yeah, Louis' new special. Whenever it comes out, uh, it'll be five bucks, I'm sure. But uh, I highly recommend it. It was really. Yeah, you said he talked about the suit suiting out now. Well, he mentioned it when he came out for the encore. He's wearing suits now on stage. Yeah. Just he felt like he's he's forty nine. He was like, "What am I doing with t shirts? <laughs> A sweaty t shirt." Yeah. <laughs> so he decided to go for the suit. Uh, you know, I don't know if it it doesn't change how his act plays or anything. I guess. Well, it could. Dominic, I think Dominic was saying he saw him in a suit, and we were talking about how it changes your perception of him. As an audience, as somebody sitting in the audience, it, it might it yeah. changes how you view him. I could tell you one thing: the I times mean, I've worn suits, I've had some of my best receptions. Yeah, yeah. it changes that's, up. I mean, Robert Schimmel wore suits all the right, time. All the time. Yeah. Lopez had, wore suits all the time. And Robert Schimmel had like a filthy material, dirty oh, acts. Yeah. And so it did. <laughs> you don't necessarily think dirty and suit. You think Jerry Seinfeld wearing a suit. You yeah, know, you don't think well, a he guy, has tennis shoes and jeans with like a blazer. Yeah, but when he's, doing, when he's doing when he's doing stand up on TV, he goes all the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's not going. To, he's not just doing a workout set in a suit. Yeah, Louis wasn't wearing a suit at Big Hunt. No, mm-hmm. you know, Changed but out. but when you're doing a TV spot, I mean, everyone on Letterman was required to wear a blazer. Yeah, um, except for the women, but fucking ladies. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know if it helps or hurts. I, if Robert Schimmel had a t-shirt and jeans, I don't know if it would make a difference. But I always associate him with a nice suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Dirty material, and it's not incongruous. Uh, Greg Proops wears really nice suits. Really nice All suits. the time he wears Hugo Boss suits. And Nick like Paolo's a guy, and he's even said that, that like a much filthier joke will go off a lot cleaner when you're wearing a nice suit. Yeah. Patton wears, has started wearing suits now. 
Yeah. They aren't usually colored, but <laughs> he is now <laughs> so the Craig wearing, Sager thing. I mean, I started wearing suits. I mean, I wore a jacket. I wear jackets and ties all the time, though. So, Bow ties, yeah. Yeah, so it's not a big thing to me to dress like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I find it adds to, I think somebody, I can't remember who said it early on, but they were like, you know, the first part of the phrase is show business. <laughs> so yeah. You're up there to show, show out a little bit. Yeah. You know, there's something about when you dress nice, it looks like you gave a fuck. Yeah. It just looks like you gave a fuck. But that's the same. But that goes for not beyond the dressing. It goes for material and everything. It looked like you just give a fuck. It looked like you did life. pick up that shirt off the pile on your floor. Yeah, on the that's way out the door. It doesn't have to be a suit even. Just, it can be a polo shirt, but just, just gave a fuck. you know, run the lint roller over it once <laughs> or twice. Something. Malcolm X, to look like you, you know, it was to get something, you got to look like you got something. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. George Lopez always wears suits. He said that because he didn't want to be perceived as just some other. Some I will say this though: the quality of the suit matters. There's a couple uh, open micers in oh, there. You talking about the suit suit that, max suits? Yeah, that I'm. Did y'all have that store here? Did y'all have those stores here? Suit max? No. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about a couple comics around here that literally go up every night to open mics in fucking suits. And I'm like, this is. That's not. I would not an open mic. <laughs> not an open mic. And I'm like, and that explains why it's a clip on tie and an aquamarine button up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't, you don't have that many suits. And there's, there were stores back in Texas called like Suit Max and Suit Up. The $100 suit store. <laughs> I don't think we. I mean, I'm sure go we get a had. Suit for, go get a suit for it, and not and not KG menswear quality, right? Because you can get good suits in KG menswear, but you can also get the hundred dollar suit. Yeah, you know. But these were like strictly dealt in the hundred dollar suit, where like two of the buttons are round and one of them is square. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like one sleeve is a little bit. You got to stand sideways. You got to lean. Yeah, put shit on. To Irregulars. Make, yeah, one Look of the, the cuffs has a highlighter on it. Yeah, you know. the TJ Maxx of suits. Yeah, suit suit. They always has suit in the name. Suit Max. Suit up. Yeah, <laughs> suit suits are us. Yeah, always has some name. Suit yourself. Shit's were all over Texas. I'm <laughs> Hands up, don't suit. Yeah, shit like that. Always Hands up, don't suit. Hands up, don't suit. Is that a real store? No. <laughs> That's a great title. That would be amazing. <laughs> That's a great title. A great title for a, suit, a store that doesn't sell suits. Yeah. Hands up, don't, don't suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> so You're, that's where you would go when you were young and you got that first job. Yeah. I'm going to buy a suit. Where are you going? Suit Max. And he suit goes, Max. Suit Max. <laughs> buy some shitty suit. Because <laughs> you can go to like, I mean, you can even go to TJ Maxx and Ross and get like a, a blazer. Have, you get halfway decent. You suit. might get, but you got to check for the irregular sticker. Some right. things have it, some don't. Right. Mm-hmm. So you might get something that looks nice, but then there's like some diagonal stitching where it should have been straight somewhere. You got to really inspect the thing. Or it just doesn't quite fit right. Right. That's, Something's a, a, little that's off. a big one. Just, and ain't no tailor. Ain't no tailors at Ross. No. <laughs> no. No. If somebody says they're a tailor at Ross, that's a homeless dude just hanging yeah. out inside of Ross. <laughs> His name is Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> or Ross. Remember Eric Myers? <laughs> Motherfucker, yeah. I'm Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get any emails? We got uh, several emails. Oh, yeah. Actually. Well, we, where are we going? No, we weren't. I mean, we didn't skip a week this time, no. although we skipped a day. We skipped a day. We weren't gone. We got several emails. We got... Um, By the way, that was a great show. I felt really good about this, even though it was small, so I want to thank people. And you and Frankie? Yeah. And Frank, my my comedy daughter, she did great. Frank's... Trying to raise a comedy daughter. Trying to raise a comedy daughter. Her husband came through. Yeah, hey, I met him at the improv came, came a couple out. weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, those Charlie's. I yeah. forget his name. I can't remember it either. <laughs> this is from Conrad. Conrad, who came to DC like a couple months I ago. I remember Conrad. Yeah, uh, the came email to Friday and Saturday show. He came from, to the from San Diego or San Francisco. Yeah, uh, San Tech. Fran. He's from San yeah, Fran. Um, sorry for not emailing sooner. Is the title? Uh, hi, guys and guest. It's Conrad from Oakland. That's it. Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. I emailed you guys in October. <laughs> Which is San Francisco. But <laughs> when I was planning a trip to D.C. <laughs> right. I saw Randolph and Andy at the Draft House twice, and I just wanted to say it was a fantastic time. I really enjoyed myself. I just want to say to all the listeners out there that if you are in the area, you should go out of your way to experience these guys live. Sorry for not writing sooner. Life has been coming at me pretty fast over the last month or two. I just wanted to say again what a great time I had. It was one of the highlights of my trip. I recently bought Blue Magic and I'm eagerly awaiting Andy's album release coming soon. Thank you so Um, much, by the way. Thank you guys very much, and I look forward to more great stuff in the new year. Have a good show. Your fan from the West Coast, Conrad. Thank you, Conrad. Um, Oh, the young lady who emailed me who said she bought Blue Magic and sent me, I do have the email. 
I haven't forgotten about a you. A workout plan? Yeah, I haven't forgotten about you. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to send them, hey, yeah. hey, 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 you know, I returned Blue Magics there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Conrad is right. Anytime you come to D.C., hit us up. We'll tell you where we're going to be that week. us. Every we week we're somewhere. Talk, we definitely want to talk with you. It was yeah. good to meet you, Conrad. You yeah, were you there, were there, too. You? I was yeah. there. Yeah. Um, this one, this email is signed CY. So we'll go with CY, not the name on the actual email. But uh, this is, hi, so I'm a new listener and absolutely love your show. I especially have to give a special shout out to Randolph with his San Antonio stories. <laughs> I just listened to the stage time episode and so wanted to know if Randolph was talking about the Eisenhower flea market. Oh, you know what? No, but I did used to go to the Eisenhower flea market a lot because I used to buy equipment for martial arts in the Eisenhower flea market. That's fantastic that ah. you said that. You are really a hometown. No, I'm talking about the the flea market that was off of uh, it was at the end of Marbach and military. Uh, this is way inside baseball now. But he'll know. At the end of Marbach, I think it's a, a she. A she, excuse me, dear she. At the end of Marbach and military, there used to be a, a dollar movie theater that they took out in that in that little shopping center right there. You probably remember. I think it was called Westwood Theater. I think it was the Westwood Theater. It was one of the first dollar movie theaters I ever made. It was a two screen. Dollar theaters were the best. It was a t- They were the best. Oh my god! <laughs> when you're fantastic. when you're when you're like young and poor. Yep. Like the Draft House now, the Arlington fantastic. Draft House, two dollars on Monday and Tuesday. And it, it was a two screen theater. Yeah, yeah. They one time they did like they did Godzilla movies all day. Three Godzilla movies back to back to back. Yeah. Oh, it was a great day. For for an eleven <laughs> for year old. For three bucks. That was a great day. Yeah, and there was a flea market in there that you could you could get all your all your flea market needs. <laughs> all your swap meat needs. Well she said uh if you're talking about the Eisenhower flea market, if so that was the bomb back in the late eighties, yes, early nineties. I did go to the Eisenhower flea market. That is where we got all the bootleg cassettes and knockoff purses. Yep. Um, going way back to one of your earlier episodes, I was dying when you were talking about dating back in the day. I was one of the few black freshman chicks that lived in the UTSA dorms in 1989. Oh, my God. So I am well aware of how we oh got down God. with the parties. We might, we might actually know each other. <laughs> <laughs> we, might, uh, we might actually know you. If, you, if I see you, I might actually know you. Look through your old pictures. <laughs> oh see if Randolph's in any oh of them. Oh, my. I ain't no back doing the cabbage fetch. <laughs> <laughs> God. Is that is, Aaron Hall? Is he doing the snake? Exactly. It's Randolph Tents. <laughs> um, doing the snake to groove me? <laughs> and she says that it was true. I had friends that were 20 with condos and nice houses. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Granted, I am sure their dads were in the Mexican mafia, but we lived up, lived it up nevertheless. And Midtown is still around, and my older aunt wow, is it? said it is still as ratchet as ever. Wow. That's your club, right? That was the club I started doing stand No waiters. No waiters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was it 30 and over? 30 and up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Notice notice she said her aunt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Older aunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably 50 and up by now. Wow. Anyway, I'll oh, definitely. I want to go. But next time I'm in San Antonio, I'm going to go. I'm going to see Midtown. if I go to Midtown. Are you going to oh, right? Oh, take a picture in front of I got Petey with me. I got to take y'all to it. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she says, anyway, I will definitely give a tip, and hopefully one day y'all could do a show in Austin. We need more woke comics here. I'd um, love to. I thought Austin had a lot of woke comics, but uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, the next email we got was actually just a, a listener named Jonathan who sent us the link, which we talked about ultimately last week. Hey, uh, to for, the a side, for a side thing, reach out to a room called, uh, what's the young lady's name? CY. CY. Reach out to a room called the Velveeta Room on 6th Street and tell them you want to see the guys from Three Guys On. Yeah. Perform there. Drop Randolph's name. They know him. Drop my name. They do know me. Yeah. Tell them you want to see the guys from Three Guys On, come down and perform. Yeah. Tell them that you have a lot of people that you know could come in and and be a great audience in the room and that you want to see people. I can get people in there. I know I can get people yeah. in there. Tell them that. And uh, we got well, almost at jet level, so yes. we can fly there. We, we have. Yeah. yeah, we could pull that off. We got enough money to pull that off. So uh, uh, tell, yeah, tell, them that we, tell them that you want to see us there. Yeah. Matter of fact... The booker's name is Mario DiGiorgio. <laughs> that is Mario DiGiorgio. <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> At the Mario. Velveeta Room on 6th Street in Austin, Texas. Reach out to them. We'll come down. Uh, Jonathan sent us the, the link to the Bo Bice Popeyes article, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So thanks for thinking of us on that, Jonathan. Uh, we have an email from Dave in Austin, another Austin emailer. 
Comments from episode 621. Hi, Andy, Randolph, and guest slash sock puppet slash Tim? <laughs> Question mark. I'll be slash Tim tonight. Yeah, you're slash Tim. I'm a first time, long time, and plan on seeing you guys the next time you are in Austin. Well, here we go. Reach out to the Velveeta Ray. <laughs> Or how about this? Reach out to Cap City. Reach out to Cap City Comedy Club. Cap City. Or look around and find other venues and reach out to them. Yeah. Drop our names. That's and all. keep reaching out to them. Tweet at Just them. do it once. Uh, regarding Bo Bice, this is from Dave. Regarding Bo Bice, when I first saw the headline, I was like, eh, I guess you could be offended if someone is calling you white boy over and over. Say, white boy, can I get a light? But are you trying to die on that hill? <laughs> then I saw the video and laughed. Also, I attached a screenshot from an official handout of a grocery store chain in my hometown of Tyler and their facial hair requirements. Cause we were talking about when I worked at um, Pizza yeah, Hut. you were at Pizza Hut. And we're trying to figure a way around the rules. Yeah, let me pull up this image here that he sent. Uh, Pizza Hut was... Mustang. It was like the playing for the Yankees. You could either play for the Yankees or work at Pizza Hut. Right. Those were the two things that required this. No, uh, only a mustache, no other facial hair. Even if if I went a couple days without shaving. Well, yeah, you got that would, Persian. You got that Persian butt. You probably well, you you started growing. Oh, it relatively late. I really. Yeah. I I first grew a goatee. I used to talk about this on stage. It must be your white side coming in. Yeah, my white side was uh, in the lead. It was like a tortoise <laughs> and hare thing. Mm-hmm. I first grew a goatee when I was like nineteen, maybe twenty. But it took a long time. Like right. I, I was shaving once a week, maybe. Yeah. That was back when you could go through a pack of razors in like months, and yeah. and so I f- it took a while to grow in. It didn't connect between yeah, the mustache. Mine, and the, mine yeah. barely does now. <laughs> yeah, mine didn't connect, uh, and I kept it for a little while and just you yeah. know got rid. Of it. I just want to see how it would look. This the the bit I would talk about on stage is actually true to life. Um, everyone, as soon as that happened, everyone thought I had drugs. Because when you're 19 and suddenly you have new <laughs> facial hair, people just think so. Like literally, strangers, strangers. On two memorable occasions, asked me for drugs that had never happened before in life, and then suddenly, like, I got this goatee, and they're like, "Hey, uh, these two dudes pull up next to me in traffic one day. Hey, can we, can we get some weed around here?" <laughs> I was like, "Why me?" So then I got rid of the goatee, and I was clean shaven again for a number of years. At age 25 is when I grew it again, and it connected at that point. But at that point, I was shaving every couple days yeah. three days probably every three days and now if i really want to stay clean shaven it's every day but i'll go every other day usually but um yeah so it wasn't i wasn't like the kid in high school with a beard yeah well you i know? did a lot of those i grew yeah. up on mexicans <laughs> was a lot of them <laughs> this image is not coming up what's going on here yeah i mine i started mine never really grew heavy i didn't have to really even start shaving until i was in my 20s yeah. Yeah, it was about twenties for me. I had a little peach fuzz on my upper lip probably yeah. in eleventh or twelfth grade, but it was like no one else could see it but me. Like no yeah. one else it wasn't thick enough. What did happen was I started losing my hair. My yeah. my hairline started receding back and back and back and back. Tommy's daughter just watched. Started reheating receding. Come here, give me this. Did you have fun? Yeah. Say hi. Hello. Because we like it dark. <laughs> <laughs> we got the lights off. It's dusk. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll have to pull up this picture some other time. Yeah, it's not showing up. It's a bunch of like little facial hair uh, yeah. pictures. So then the next email we got is from a lot of emails today. Yeah, this is the last That's one from James hey. of Pepper and James fame. Jimmy oh, hey, Mr. Greggs. Uh, the email is happy anniversary, um, fellas. I thoroughly enjoyed hearing your voices again this week. Frankie French was great to hear from as well. As always, I just wanted to say Happy New Year and Happy Anniversary. I'm looking forward to what 2017 will have in store for you guys and crew. Hopefully doing this road thing. Yeah. You, y'all make this happen, yeah. and yeah. we will come. You don't have to live in Austin to call the Velveeta Room, by the no, way. No, you do not. You can live anywhere. Mario DiGiorgio, <laughs> the Velveeta Room. James says, Pepper and I will be in need of your podcast more than ever with his orangeness in office. So yes. keep up the good work, please. Happy birthday, Dolph. Let Thanks, us know. sir. Let us know how you like your gift. We had some problems getting it there, but Pepper was all over it. You should be receiving it by the end of the month at the latest. Thank you. We love you, but express shipping is for the birds. Yeah, <laughs> you are right. It is. Yeah. Uh, yes, people, my birthday is coming January 24th. Yeah. I will be old, officially, yeah. according to my queen of my house. I will be officially <laughs> old. She has let that be known. <laughs> as a senior citizen, as, as start everything you say, like, as a... <laughs> Uh, James says, Andy, where's the recording? A brother wants to get with it. It's coming soon. Uh, I'm sure you were typical, your typical hilarious self. Let it go, man. 
got to give the people what they want. That's all. Have a great eighth year, the year of the new beginning, by the way. Pepper and I wish you all the best. Peace. That's from James. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Um, we also, uh, just in case anyone else wants to email us, it's three guys on at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and we'll most likely read it. Unless yeah. you tell us not to read it, which we got an email this yeah. week saying not to be read on the podcast. So, um, oh, did we get that? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Is it's it to you? Is it hellish? No, 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 no. It's just pro- it's just no. It's not a email to be read on the podcast. That's oh, is it okay though? It's fine. Send it to me now. Yeah, I'll send it to you right now. I want to. I want to read it. Um, because I want to read it and I want to respond to the person in the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll it's not hellish it. though. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Well, why didn't they want us to read it on the air? Okay. Just well, you can make that decision. I'm not going <laughs> to. Here, here comes the queen. Because they don't want you to. You stay out of it, woman. <laughs> I'm going to respect this person's. Uh, send, it, send me an email. I'm not saying not to. I, I'm going to respond to them on the on the thing. It was from this person. Oh, oh okay. 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 So, yeah, send, yeah, send just, that to me. I just forwarded it to you. Okay. The literally it explicitly said the title not to be read on the podcast. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, so. Maybe someone is professing their love for Randolph. That's Maybe possible. it's a secret admirer. That's possible. <laughs> hey, I've been watching you. No, no, no. I I know exactly who that is. That's yeah. well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. You just got the email. <laughs> you want to talk about it? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. I'm not going to. Well, whoever sent that, which you're listening, um, Randolph now has that email. Yes. So. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, three guys on at Gmail, and we'll most likely read it. Also, rate us. On Stitcher and iTunes, we did get a new Stitcher review recently, so we need more of those. And on iTunes, that always helps. We prefer five stars. That's just my personal preference. Um, if you're gonna give us anything below four, don't bother. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass to log in and, and you know. Need notebooks. Okay, and okay, so yeah. I can. Okay, and I'm talking to the person. That, the I'm talking to the person who read me the email. Who sent you the email? Yeah. Okay, if I can do this through the website, I'm going to try. <laughs> Today, you could reply to the email because he'll get the message. Okay. Yeah, this, I do want to do the interview. This is all cryptic. Look, if I'm gonna have to jump through hoops, I'm not gonna. No, 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 no. I don't mean jumping through hoops as far as on your side. If he wants to, yeah, he's a busy cat. I'm sure. I, you gotta get these dudes early. This is all. Oh wow, civil rights it. attorney. Okay. <laughs> So thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the information, and I will. I'll start. I'll start at the website, and I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I'll see what I can do with the web, from the website forward. But if I can, if I can land this interview, it would be nice for all of us. Mm-hmm. I so I guess it. some somewhat the contents of the email have been revealed. Right. Um, well, not content. The person who wrote yeah. me the email knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. The the context of the email. yeah the context kind of generally yeah. what it's about. So there you go. Those are all the emails for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. This is the last week of uh, pre-Trump presidency. Right. Right. The and inauguration. Friday? Nobody's inauguration? Going Friday. 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 Yeah, Friday. A lot of, lot of uh, like offices are closing on Friday. Like people yeah. aren't going to work, working from home. I have a show Thursday. The, so uh, I'm on that show now, too. What's it called now? The it's at Beer Baron. And it's, it has a name. At 8 o'clock. It's the, a benefit to benefit the ACLU. ACLU. What a joke fest. Yeah, it's yeah. a nationwide like series of shows taking place simultaneously over a series of right. days, over that weekend, basically. And Andy and myself Saturday are on one. the kickoff show. I, I guess it's a kickoff I show? I think it is the kickoff show. We're on the we're on the kickoff show on a Thursday at the Beer, at Beer Baron. I think the show started at 8 o'clock. Yeah. What a joke. What a Meaning joke. Meaning it's a play on Donald Trump. What a joke. National Comedy Fest supporting Presidency. the ACLU. Beer Baron um, in D.C. is having a show. I guess How it's to get into D.C. They're having a bunch of shows. Day. I was thinking about that today. On Thursday, it'll be fine, to, I think. I think they're going to start closures. I'm wondering how to... Road closures? Yeah. Well, like, depends where you're coming from, but that's right 23rd and Q. Well, I'm not worried about that part. It's the it's the getting over to 23rd and Q. It's like, where do I got to come from? Maybe I got to go through Georgetown. Maybe. Yeah, Georgetown's best. Take the key. Because if I try to take the if I try to take the bridge by the by the Lincoln. Yeah, take the key and they're going to close all the Memorial Bridge. They're going to close all. Yeah, that. don't go downtown. I'm sure near. they're going to close all. The that. Memorial Bridge is is right in the middle of. You come right up on the mall. Yeah, it's the back end. That's the way I go to yeah. when I live here. I, that's how I go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the um, back end. So I walk there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I maybe I take uh, come in off. You of, take the uh, key bridge into Georgetown. Yeah, but yeah. then get on. Um, 
get on um, Strott Creek Park, maybe. You can, you can go to Roslyn and take the bridge across from Roslyn. Maybe I'll just go to Pentagon that's pretty, and take, take that's the pretty train quick. up There's to, two ways. You can take, take the go key. Go to Roslyn and just take the train. I don't want to jack around. Bust your it's left such a fight. on the foxhole. Maybe I should take an Uber and let him fight, let him deal with it. Yeah, but then you got to pay how, how long yeah, the rent is. Yeah, go to Pentagon City, hop on the metro, get off a of DuPont Circle. Mm. I'll probably just do yeah. that. Yeah. That, parking that is, makes at that time of night, sense. parking at Pentagon City is two bucks for right. several hours. Because it's just a drive in? Oh, my God. Yeah. What you going to do? I'm driving in, but I'm coming in um, off 66. I'll take the E Street exit, which kind of puts you near the State Department, which might be some closures, but the, you sort of bypass Constitution Avenue and yeah, the mall yeah. by coming in on E Street. So I think that'll be fine. So that's what I'll do. I'll just come in on E Street. Get, and, off, get off a DuPont Circle and just walk. And then take like 20-something down to Just walk to like two blocks from DuPont Circle. So. Yeah, that's a, unless it's pouring down rain, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's going to be raining. You know what, guys? We're not doing the show. Screw it. It's too much bullshit, you know? I didn't think about that till I was driving into train somebody Sunday, and they had street closures because they were doing a dress rehearsal on Sunday. Yeah. So I couldn't get anywhere. I was like, oh, my God. Just trying to drive around. It was cops, National Guard. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the age of Trump is almost upon us, children. Um, Beer Baron is, I think, 8 o'clock. Yeah, there it is, 8 o'clock, and it's $10. Mm-hmm. And just look up What a Joke Comedy Festival, and I'm sure they'll have – more specifics about the DC show. Um, but their show's all weekend. If you can't make that one, make mm-hmm. another one. Make mine on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Oh, where's that? Same place, Beer Baron. Beer Baron at yeah. 4.30? Yeah. All right. Now, is that the closeout show? I think so, yes. F- 4.30 at Beer Baron. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do a podcast from there. You want to do that? I guess we could, although that might... I don't know if it's really a good... There's not a good spot in Beer Baron where we could kind of be away and talk, but we could at least record. I think there is. We could, uh, well, we record no, but that's some, right in the middle of the sound. Because we normally record, that's when we're recording on Saturdays. Yeah. So, I don't know. We could maybe take a You want to set up early before the show? Do some q and I don't know. It depends on what comics, if there are comics there that we want to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like, who's on the show? Jessup. <laughs> on that Petey. show, me, Jessup. Um, Catherine Jessup from the Advice with Dave and Cat podcast. A certain uh, former. That's a good idea, Andy. Actress in, in another domain and interview some people because <laughs> we're normally recording our podcast anyway. Right. That's a really good idea. We sit in the back, interview people, and then they go out and do a set. We just don't record the set. What we could do also is record one episode here and then go to DC and just just record a half hour of yeah, bullshit just talk with comics. to maybe we we'll talk to Jessup and see what we can. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Do with that. That's a good idea. We'll figure it out. I got portable recorders. We don't have yeah. to take the whole rig. Yeah. Just so. sit in the back and interview people. Yeah. Maybe do a sit. Maybe maybe hop on. Hey, can I do a couple minutes? Is it cool? <laughs> yeah, there's no crowd here. I'm not, I'm not going to do a set. No, you don't feel That's like fine. I'm not, I'm not feeling it tonight. <laughs> Today. It's cool. it's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, I'm fine. I'm just, I don't have anything new I'm working yeah, on. So. That's a good idea. Um, but there are shows at other venues, too, I think. Yeah, all over. Go to the website. Wonderland, Wonderland. Ballroom go, Friday. Go to the website. They do have a website. What a joke. What a joke, DC. Uh, yeah, Friday the 20th at 8 o'clock. Good luck getting into DC. On, I guess you got to take the Metro for that. Wonderland Ballroom. Yeah. Uh, that's That has Haywood on it and Frankie. Yeah. And Umar Khan and Pat Riley. Yeah, so it's a, a Don't Block the Box. Yeah, it's a Don't Block the Box special show. That's a good show, but good luck. Um, there's a show with Russ Green on it also. Um, so a lot of the podcasts, a lot of the sock puppets... Uh, the show that would have had Milner on it has me on it. I'm taking his spot. Actually, he can't make it. So, all the lineups are on uh, National Comedy Fest. They, they have a Facebook page. Yeah. Okay, so just go to that. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's a lot of shows. It's nationwide too. We and just Saturday, have, we by the way, it's Saturday the 21st. I am at the DC Improv in the lounge, opening for Jeff Maurer. So nice. come to that show. Uh, Jeff is a DC comic who is that now. Good. I think he has an Emmy. He went to become a writer for John Oliver's TV show, and he's going to be back in town headlining one night. I think it's one show. Maybe they're going to add a second Wow! on the 21st. So come to that on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So there's there our go. shows. So come through and get some. Yeah. Come through mm-hmm. and get some. And there'll be – I have more – oh, I have a website now, RandolphTerrence.com that my man Corey out of uh, – Corey – what's Corey's last name? Marshall. Marshall. 
Corey Marshall, formerly of Richmond, who now lives in White Plains, New York, uh, put it together for me, and uh, it's nice. RandolphTerrence.com. You can check out my uh, calendar. When I update it, it will be on there. Just for the calendar aspect, but y'all know how I do. You can find yeah, Twitter. my stuff on Twitter and social media, but, you know, it's up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's up there. Also, if you want to get some Blue Magic, there's a link. There's links to get Blue Magic on there, too, on my website. RandolphTerrence.com. So, uh, so uh, what else? What else? What else? What do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to talk Donald about? Donald Trump, Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Donald Trump talking to Steve Harvey. Oh, we can start. Oh, my God. Did we Did we even have an email of information? Yeah, I sent you an email. Did you? Yeah. I didn't even look at it. Let me see. I think I did. I sent it to you earlier when we were prepping for the show. Yeah. I'm looking now. John Lewis, Donald Trump, and John Lewis. Well, it's always John, Donald Trump and somebody. Yeah, it's Donald Trump. I told, I, I talked about that on stage. I said, well, "Here's what we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do every day for the next however long this guy is in office. Uh-huh. Every day you get up, you're gonna have to go to whatever it is, whatever place you get your news every day. Mm-hmm. And the first thing when you get up is, what the fuck did he do now? Right. right. Every day is gonna be that. Right. What did he do now? So they. All this noise they talked about how, oh, no no drama Obama. It's so boring when the Republicans were actually trying to use that against them. Like, really? Because look what you got to deal with now. This is, this is what you want now. The thing about it is no Donald Trump punchline will ever be a timeless joke because he'll outdo himself the, you know, the following news cycle. Yeah, it's just yeah. he's a nonstop <sighs> – it's just a geyser of stupidity, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and he he can't stop. And someone I saw someone I think post on Facebook like, can't Twitter just block him? He's just gonna go to his own website no, and post his dumb thoughts. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still gonna make the news. Mm-hmm. I don't re- I don't follow him on Twitter. I just see when other people well, who follow him on Twitter it. talk about it or yeah. post screenshots of it. So he's gonna reach people through the internet, even if Twitter gets rid of him. It doesn't matter at all. They'll yeah. just su- subscribe to the Donald Trump Daily Newsletter. It'll just be an email that you get once a day of him right. and his dumb thoughts. Right. You know? Right. His grudges, his scores that he's settling, his victories that he's getting in his head. SNL reviews. Yeah. I mean, he is like, uh, what was it, Kim Jong-il? You know, the yeah, guys Kim, Kim, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un is like, he, he, his, he golfed like a, his high golf score was like a 19. And he, you know, he's like one of these guys who like, had all these tall tales about himself, how great he was, and he runs the hundred and six seconds and all this mm-hmm. nonsense. <laughs> That's kind of like Trump. Like he's he's just in his head, he's got all these W's that he's amassing. Yeah. yeah. So he has to share them with the world. He has to tweet it out. If he doesn't tweet it out, he'll have a newsletter. He'll just have a radio address every day, like some presidents have done, weekly radio addresses. It doesn't matter if you block him on Twitter. He's going to. He needs to tell people he won at something every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, they pulled the. They're four of fouring the the John Lewis story here. Oh, really? Well, yeah. we know the story. Well, we know the story. So John Lewis, John Lewis said he was being interviewed, and he said, "I don't see the president as legitimate uh, Donald Trump as legitimate president." Based on I got the story up. You got to go ahead, baby. Um, citing Russian interference in the election, civil rights hero and congressional Black Caucus member Rep. John Lewis told NBC News's Chuck Todd that he doesn't see Donald Trump as legitimate president that will not be attending the inauguration. Quote, I think the Russians participated in helping this man get elected and they helped destroy the candidacy of Hillary Clinton, Rep. Lewis told Todd. The inauguration would be the first one he'd miss since I've been in Congress. You cannot be at home with something that you feel that is wrong. That's the line right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to the conversation we were having earlier before the podcast. Mm -hmm. You cannot be at home with somebody, something that you see is wrong. If you see it's wrong, then... You're on some level complicit in it, complicit in the wrongness if you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. And he lines have to be drawn, and John Lewis drew, drew a line. John Lewis don't care. Nope. <laughs> John Lewis don't care. <laughs> no, he really doesn't at this point. You know why? Should, why should he? Why should? Why should he, he hold his tongue? Yeah, they don't. They don't. He's care. been in Congress since '87. Right. Even if somehow this led to him being voted out of well, Congress, like if not. there was a backlash, he'd be like, "Well, some give a fuck." I don't care. Thirty don't years in. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, a couple more years. I don't care. <laughs> um, so he said that, and then of course the next morning or whatever time it was. Trump was like, "Whoa, I gotta win!" Well, as soon as he said it, the stopwatch began. That sixty-minute stopwatch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm convinced that Trump just has Google alerts for his name. Anytime there's something a mention of his name in the press, he just gets an email about mm-hmm. it, and he came in and said, 
the typical, what has John Lewis ever done is so great, you know, never done anything, all talk, no action, his district is terrible, which is not, his district is, is where uh, Buckhead is in, in, in uh, yeah. Atlanta, or Georgia, um, which is pretty affluent. It's very affluent. Yeah. Well, and he's it's very, it's very racially Lewis diverse. Buckhead. Very affluent. Yeah. And not yeah. Bankhead. Maybe it's, I don't know, it's one of the heads. It's, Bankhead's a tough district. No, okay. his, no, got his is nice. Nice. It's nice, yeah. and it's yeah. racially mixed, and it's Imagine really... Imagine reading that map wrong. It's really... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Trump thing, though. That yeah. would be hilarious. Right. No, but the thing about Trump is that Trump immediately... Well, he's a black guy. He represents black people, so it there must be... There you go. Hey, he's got to be, be the bad, bad one. must be failing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, my district is fine. Mm-hmm. And so which started a backlash Twitter thing. They were like, uh, you know, see the fifth. I think it was see the fifth or something like that, the, the Twitter feed where people were posting pictures and stuff like, well, here's the badness. And it's like kids, <laughs> kids playing miniature golf. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Sad. <laughs> you know. Miniature golf, not, not, not a real golf course. Sad. You know, something like <laughs> that, you know. But then what was funny was watching the hypocrisy of all day of like uh, Mike Pence coming on and saying, you know, well, Donald Trump has the right to defend himself. I was like, well, you when when people were going after Barack Obama left and right about lies, mm-hmm. I was told that he couldn't he couldn't say anything bad because if he did, it was unpresidential. That's what they yeah. all could said. look angry for sure. Yeah, that's what they all said. They said yeah. it was unpresidential. And how dare he? How dare he respond back? He shouldn't respond back to anybody. He should just let it roll off. He shouldn't respond back. Now Donald Trump is allowed. Well, he has the right to defend himself. The goalposts he's a moron. have moved with uh-huh. Trump a long time ago. Right, he's unpresidential just by tweeting. Right, and yeah. stuff. So it's like, well, in the context of Trump, what is unpresidential? Right, right. Everything. I remember I put that tweet out after that after that Donald Trump press conference was, was a joke. Where he said, I said, uh, remember when that when that a light brown suit that was unpresidential, yeah, the, the tan yeah. suit. <laughs> a suit that was sharp as a tack that was unpresidential. But at this press conference is fine. Yeah, all this fine is fine to you people. Fair, fair, fair. Ugh. Yeah, this is this is fine to you people. It's fine for him to pack a press conference with his staffers so they can cheer and just say, "Hey, you're fake news." And groan. I'm not yeah. going to answer that question. You know. The the media has to come together as a group and say, okay, well, we're not gonna. If Obama's gonna suit was one of those hundred dollar suits, okay, I'd have clowned it, yeah, uh, but I would have known. Him. I'd have been like, hey, that left cuff is like, awfully long. <laughs> right. It's down to your fingertips. And the right Ross. one is up to your wrist. Where'd you get that? Stop! Don't suit. <laughs> <laughs> Hands up! Don't suit. <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> but it's like it feels Stop like he's suit. just bullying <laughs> the, the entire one. country through this lack of decorum. Like, it's completely out the window. I've never seen anything well, like this. We let him. And no one's standing up. No. But what's it going to take? I, is, I'm utterly confused. This is this the thing time. that I don't, I, this is why I don't, I don't, I now don't respect evangelicals. Uh, it's it's hard for me to. This is everything that you've told, you, you wouldn't tell you. Everything you tell your children not to do, this man does. Mm-hmm. And you're okay with it. You're okay. <laughs> you make excuses for him. Like, would, would you tell your children to be like him? Would no. you Would you do that? No. I wonder what their rationalizations are for Oh, they'll come up with a million. These are the people who can rationalize the way love the sin or hate the sin. So they'll come come up with a million. (laughs) Uh, It was Peter King who said, who criticized the tan suit, the New York guy, who's Hillary Clinton's friend, actually. When you have the world watching a week, two weeks of anticipation of what the United States is going to do for him to walk out, I'm not trying to be trivial here, in a light suit, light tan suit, saying that first he wants to talk about what most Americans care about, the revision of second quarter numbers on the economy. This is the week after Jim Foley was beheaded, and he's trying to act like real Americans care about the economy, not about ISIS and not about terrorism. And then he goes on to say he has no strategy. You didn't have to bring the suit into that at all. Mm-mm. And look at that tie. What is... Stripes? What are you, gay Obama? <laughs> like, like... Like this is the the red carpet, the Joan Rivers red carpet now among right. politicians. <laughs> like, um, that was in 2014. It was just the thing of moving, Labor Day, moving the goalposts for the black guy. Something to <laughs> criticize him about. That's all. That's all it was. I can't criticize you about the about the about the content of your speech. So I'm going to criticize you about the clothes you wear. Mm-hmm. I need to find something. There has to be something I can criticize. That was the same with Michelle in the dress or whatever, the sleeveless dress. Showing her arms. Yeah. And they yeah. gave her shit. But then there's Melania, you know, posing nude. And but it's okay. up and down with the pussy blouse after <laughs> the, the fucking uh, tape it, came out. But it's okay. Yeah. You know, but it's it's fine that that 
that she wear that, but in the meantime, Michelle Obama's unclassy or, or undignified or something like that. You know, again, the hypocrisy of these people, and if you call them on it, they're allowed to get away with it because, yeah, well, everybody can have their own opinion. I'm convinced yeah, that that's where a lot of this comes from. That's a, a thing big of, problem. Everybody can have their own opinion, well, even if the opinion is based in nothing. Right. Trump is like the tuxedo T-shirt of presidents. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's all like pretending anyway. It's all just like phony nonsense yeah. anyway. Yeah. Like he's not a real. That's why you can't even judge him the way you judge real presidents. Right. You know, it's just like oh, he's just. But then that's, that's dangerous because he's got presidential power. Right. Right. So we're dismissing ourselves and all these people, by failing to say, hey, you know, this charade you got going on is right. not funny. All these people who are lining up to. Like take the meeting and shake his hand. Right. He's gonna turn the gun on them. Of course. When the inner city doesn't improve, he's gonna say, oh, "I thought Steve Harvey was better than that. I thought Jim Brown was better than yeah. that." Yeah. And he's yep. gonna. And all he does is, if something has any positive, like if there's a, a, a an inner city that's in terrible shape, but there's some statistic that's positive, like maybe jobs are up. Yeah. He'll say, "I did that. I did that." And you'll be rain-made. He'll say, uh, other, one, other people did that. The, the the Democratic governor of that state did that, or the mayor did that, or uh, Jim Brown did that, <laughs> you know, or Kanye West yeah, did that. If they're in a, if he they're was just becoming about, his fall guys. Yeah. They're lining up to become his fall guys. Serious yep. about improving the inner city. Dude, go to John Lewis. Mind. Right. That's the first person you talk to. <laughs> yeah. why, haven't you, why haven't you brought in all the Congressional Black Caucus and met with them to, if anything, to just lay their fears as to what's, going to ha- what's happening? Why haven't you brought them in to talk to them about what can we do to improve the lives of the people in, in these cities? Right. Why haven't you talked to Oprah? Oprah's a billionaire. Why haven't you talked you to her? If she's not a billionaire, she's solutions. close up to the edge of being a billionaire. Why haven't you gone to talk to Magic Johnson? Right. He does things in the inner city. He, he, he brings commerce, jobs, everything he possibly can, and puts it directly in the inner city. Well, they might not be wanting to talk to him. They might not exactly, be taking those meetings. Exactly, because they know it's right. nonsense, and I'm not going to be used as a— but you should be using—this is what they always tell Barack Obama. You should use the bully pulpit. You should, be, you should go out of your way to speak to those people. If you truly believe this, instead you bring in, as D.L. Hughley said— you bring in entertainers. You bring in you bring in, right, because he only sees black people as entertainers. He doesn't see us as serious minded. There are a lot of black people with a lot of money that he could be talking about. In every inner city, there's there are people doing things in the community. Mm-hmm. There's all community type of thing. in every inner city you go to. There's there's why didn't he bring in Jeffrey Canada from from Harlem who worked on setting up schools in Harlem? Never heard of bring him. him in. He has he knows. He knows a little bit about what he's doing there. And if he's you know named this, after Canadians. Right. Sad. There you go. <laughs> the people that he's brought in are all respectability politics people. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. They're all just respectability politics. Because he wants to put the blame on the people who are right. victimized. Right. And so it's like, well, you guys pull your pants up, you'll save the inner cities. Right. And that's that's how Steve Harvey is. Steve Harvey is definitely respectability politics. I am a draw the line in the sand type person at, at now. On something, a lot of things. I'm really like. There's a lot of shades of gray and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because there are just in things that you do. It, something like this. There's no shade of gray when dealing with Donald Trump. There's just not. Nope. You've seen what he is. He's told you what he is. Now you're going to turn around and deal with it. This is Steve Harvey. You spent the whole presidential cycle bashing the hell out of him because you knew what the truth was. Now he spent years bashing the president that you looked up to, years bashing him racially, but now you're going to go meet and shake him, shake his hand and say, yeah, I'm going to work with him. And you're just setting yourself up for the yeah. tweet storm. That's going to come. And it's not even just five tweets from Trump that call you a disappointment. It's then the thousands of people who start threatening you, right. calling in your radio show, Sending you death threats, and it's like, why would right. you burden yourself with that? Right, you know, it's not. It's, that's all he's doing is creating the people who will take the fall when things go wrong. Right, and, and then Jennifer Holiday, I watched her yesterday on um, on uh, whose show was she on? She was on MSNBC. I can't remember whose show. Joy Joy Reid's. Thank you, dear. She's on Joy Reid's show. Am um, Joy. And yeah, I'm Joy, and she was saying how you morning know, joy. Yeah, just AM, right? <laughs> I think it was morning joy, but no, I think well, it was AM. I think joy. I think when that name was thrown around the yeah. table, they were like morning joy, and someone was like, nah. Well, we got morning joy and then morning Joe. It's perfect. Yeah, so it's like nah. It's perfect. Got a counterbalance. Joy is a different thing. <laughs> we're joy. fair and balanced. <laughs> and she was saying how it was the gay community tweeting at her that got her to change her mind. Right. She said because. 
was a black community, they, they said mean things to her. I was like, oh, come on, woman. Seriously? That's, that's what it is? Well, at least someone got through to her. Because you know, that, you know that the gay community is full of people of the black community. Those kind of can be the same things. You get that, right? People never – people always act like the gay, people, gay people aren't black yeah. Or you can only choose one community. You can That's only the other choose thing. one community. I happen to know one, <laughs> Samson, <laughs> mm. who I'm sure didn't say and I wasn't nice to you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is is yeah, black people are mean to you. Black people have a have a low tolerance for people who are willing to fall for this nonsense. Here's the Particularly article. at this stage, how are you falling for this now? How is that possible? And then I was telling I was telling the queen that, you know, I know a little bit about this woman, and she's not completely wrapped in the head. She just hasn't been. Jennifer Holliday? She's also the one who went after Jennifer Hudson for not giving her her props right. about Dreamgirls. Jennifer on a Jennifer violence. Yeah, and that had that happened. That was yeah. the thing, and everybody was like, so you're just going to come at Jennifer Hudson, bitch? Yeah. What? <laughs> you, ain't gonna, you ain't about to do that. <laughs> um, an angry and shaken Jennifer Holliday said she was called Aunt Jemima, and worse, by some African-Americans, which means now all African-Americans are to blame, I guess. All of us. Um, in the online response to her now-canceled plans before for Donald Trump's pre-inaugural celebration, uh, they were calling me coon, calling me house, and word, calling me Aunt Jemima, calling me all kinds of names, and asking me to kill myself. I don't think they were asking. They weren't asking. What's on <laughs> you. Probably, was probably, you should kill yourself. That's how they were asking. <laughs> hey, can, can you be bothered to kill yourself? <laughs> um, the Grammy and Tony winning singer told Joy Reid on AM Joy. Mm-hmm. And that was from the black community, she says. Yesterday, Holiday reversed her decision to perform at Trump's Make America Great Again Welcome Celebration concert January 19th at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, don't drive past the Lincoln Memorial on January 19th. Right. Because that's the night of that concert. So... Um, Setting an online backlash from the LGBT community in an open letter, she apologized to her gay fans for the lapse of judgment. Asked why the LGBT response swayed her to cancel as opposed to gender and race issues, Holiday said, all the tweets that I read from African-American community were directed directly at me. The tweets from the gay community took the issues and did not call me names. Also, they... Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did. Listen, I know gay people. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> also, they have <laughs> they been... They called a... you much, much more creative names <laughs> <laughs> than black people did. That much I know. Am yeah. I stereotyping gay people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're very creative. <laughs> uh, also, they have been a faithful community since Dreamgirls to me and fed me even when the church people didn't feed me. See, and oh. that's what this is about. You so see that right that, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this is about. <laughs> so yeah. she had issues before right. this. Right, that's what this is about. It ain't about that other side. It's about that. Yeah. That they were always mean to me, all the way back to Dream Girls. I'm like, yeah. we're the ones who came and saw you in Dream Girls. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she was mad when everybody was embracing Jennifer Hudson. Mm, Hi, y'all just going to forget about me. me. You're going to love me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, during a brief interview, when asked about Trump's behavior toward women and black people, Holiday told Reed, it did not give me pause. And I know people think that's strange, but it yeah. used to be where an artist can be an artist and we sang. She's right. telling herself to shut up and sing. Right there oh. is where black people got mad because artists back then did get upset about stuff like this. Right. It was a message. Many, many, many of them did, starting from all the way back to Billie Holiday from James Strange Fruit, uh, Just Mina Horn. Ray Charles refusing to play in certain states. Right. Ray Charles Jr. said, Quincy Jones, I'm not going to be in the South yeah. anymore. Uh, Stevie Wonder, right, singing about the things he's saying about constantly talking about it on stage. Marvin Gaye wrote a whole albums behind it, <laughs> behind yeah. raising their voice and singing. So don't say, sing. you. here's what you can say, some singers did yeah. <laughs> you know, but don't say singers did. Or you can do more subversive things, like show up and sing a different song than, than you told them you were going to sing. <laughs> right. Um, like Elvis Costello on Saturday Night Live did. Right. Uh, yeah, he did. You know, you can say, well, now I'm here. Uh, I'm singing Strange Fruit. Yeah. So what are you yeah. going to do? Stop me? What are you going to do? Stop me? Think of the Just optics of that. Tell the band to play it. That she would, She'd be a hero. <laughs> she'd be... Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Holiday can't sing. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, strange performance <laughs> unacceptable sad Holiday also said Trump's team did not trick her into accepting the inv- invitation I wanted to sing for America and sing for the people she said she assumed the Trump team invited her because of her past performances for presidents Ronald Reagan the Bushes and Bill black. Clinton they don't know who you are <laughs> and Bill Clinton I never performed for President Obama she explained I never was invited it's because Jennifer Husband performed for him yes yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you 
Maybe they were looking for maybe African Americans who have been friendly with Republicans. How they speculated about the Trump invitation. Maybe they thought she was Jennifer Hudson. And yesterday's <laughs> open letter, Holiday, who won a 1982 Tony Award uh, for Dream Girls, recently returned to Broadway in this season's revival of The Color Purple, pledged to stand by her LGBT fans. I sincerely apologize for my lapse of judgment, for being uneducated on the issue that affects every American at this crucial time in history. On and on and on. So that's why she dropped out. So the lineup currently for the pre-inaugural concert, um, Andrea Bocelli. She's mm-hmm. out. Uh, no, these gone. are the people who who turned down. Celine okay. Dion, Kiss, Elton John, Garth Brooks, and Ice T. Ice T posted that Ice as a joke. <laughs> he was like, "I'm not, I'm not performing." And people were like, "Ice T was asked and and refused." <laughs> and he had to come back on Twitter and be like, "No, I was joking that I would never do that." And yeah. now it's in all these articles that Ice T going to say cop killer, going to say cop killer. Trump wouldn't ask Ice T. I mean, that's ridiculous. I could see Trump knowing Ice T because Trump Trump curry favor with celebrities. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing: it'd be better than what he's got now. He's got Jackie Ivancho, Three Doors Down, Toby, Jackie, stars, Toby Keith, and of course, Lee Greenwood. Oh, oh good yeah. God. What's that? Proud to be Proud an American. Proud to be yeah. an American. Yeah. Lee Greenbacks off that song. Uh, actor John Voight and Trump himself will make appearances. Oh, well. Actor yeah. John yeah. Voight. So, <laughs> who, by the way, that thing where they say how oh, if you're a conservative in Hollywood, you you don't work. They as just soon they as they get one, in. they put them on. John Voight stays working. Yeah. yeah, that dude is acting in everything. I'm like, and he's the first one up there. Like, if you're conservative in Hollywood, you just you don't work. He's award winning. Really? Yeah. Really, Vince Vaughn? You don't? Well, Fred Thompson. You, you don't work. Really? Adam Sandler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't. You don't work. <laughs> huh? Really, Rob Schneider? You don't. You don't work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Does Rob Schneider work? Well, no. <laughs> in Sandler movies, Sandler hooks him up. The they're animal, boys. they're yeah. boys. Yeah, manimal. Yeah. Rob Schneider is a stapler. Mm-hmm. South Park reference. There you go. So uh, R- ridiculous. You know, but at least she saw the light on some level. Someone got through to her. Yeah, the gay, the gay fans. Well, here's what it was about. It wasn't about gay fans. It was about they. That's where she gets her money. <laughs> from the LGBT community. She gets her money from them. You piss them off if you want to. <laughs> you're going to take a dip in that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to take a dip in that money? You've been poor mm-hmm. <laughs> before. You want to be poor again? Because this is how you make your money. Are they going to come see you perform now? What was so gay about being poor? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make your money. That's what that's about. That's all it's about. Uh. You know, so she can she can try to dress it up and turn it into all this stuff that it's well, but ultimately it's about I I can't have my money messed up. You know, for anybody, well, you'll gain a whole new fan base, right? And then they won't care about you beyond you doing this thing. That's the thing; they ain't gonna care about this new fan base you're gonna gain. Is not gonna care about you beyond this inauguration. I wonder who who is in Trump's um, iPod. I don't think it's Toby Keith. Nobody. I don't think he listens to country music. I don't think he listens to music. Yeah, I agree. He's one of those guys that doesn't like music. I don't think so. Lee Greenwood. He's definitely not those people. (laughs) No. I I mean, I could see him tapping his foot to a Three Doors Down song, maybe. I think he likes tweeting and cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I do think it is about cocaine with this dude. I'm I'm convinced. No, I am too. Because the the late night tweeting, that's cocaine, man. You're sniffling. Three in the you're morning. You're that fucking old, and you don't read and books. You don't read Everybody books. Everybody knows that. He, he didn't have read. a cold for a month and a half. He sniffled on three debates. Right. Yeah. That's cocaine, Multiple man. times. He took a blast right before he went out. Yeah. He won't show a physical. Yeah. It'll trace <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, because it'll be in your blood. Three days. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in your blood. You know, so I have no doubt that it's something I, I'm convinced is cocaine. Plus, that's an old school drug, too, cocaine. Yeah. That's a Wall Street. Put it this way: if he was to take a shot in the nose, his nose would just be gushing blood. Bright lights, big city, (laughs) Bolivian marching powder. Yeah, man, there it is. I sparred a guy one time. I remember the dude was in my karate class. Used to snore all the time. I hit him with a back fist. His nose damn near exploded. Blood went blood went everywhere. (laughs) Hit him with a back fist. It was worth it though. Yeah, (laughs) those parties were worth it. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, You know. I mean, fine. I mean, Paul Ryan works out to Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Which, <laughs> just like the music. Which is, yeah, it's like it motivates me, but like the they hate guys like Paul Ryan. Yeah, they don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> you motivate them <laughs> to write those songs. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's like, the hate makes me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, Rage. Hey, you motivate them. They don't like you. <laughs> I represent all. the machine in this uh, equation. <laughs> you are the machine that they're that's raging true. against. You right. get that, right? I saw Paul Ryan, that piece of shit. Dabbing? Where the dude said... Um, 
the dude at the at the town hall about the about the uh, ACA. Obamacare. The guy was like, "Look, I was a Republican. I got cancer. Obamacare. Thank me. I need to thank Barack Obama publicly for saving my life." You know, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, exactly. It's all political. Exactly. <laughs> First of all, thanks for not being a dead piece guy. Of, piece of shit. Uh, the Queen was uh, stunned that somebody finally put the put the thing up that people don't know. People don't seem to be able to make the connection that the ACA is Obamacare. I'm like they make the connection. They just racistly refuse to see the connection. Some people do think. Some that people literally do think. It was that, two different though. things. Yeah, because they were told that because they were like, we can't tell people. That's how racist you are. Well, here's how that started. You can't deal with a name. It was no? the ACA, which first of all, the ACA was uh, the Mitt Romney plan, and it's a plan that's been proposed by Republicans for years on a right. federal level. When it when Hillary was doing her health care mm-hmm. thing, the Republican counter plan. Was basically this this plan the ACA, mm-hmm. so they they couldn't act like they didn't like it, Mm-mm. so they put it they made it they renamed it Obamacare, mm-hmm. so all the people were like oh what Obamacare he's right. a devil, and so they started to hate it. But then it started being successful for people, and then the rebranding of the ACA started where then the people had this confusion of like oh the ACA finally helping me, yeah I'm glad we got rid of that Obamacare situation. Right. It's the same thing the whole time. But it's been a Republican plan the whole time. Well, this is how stupid people are. That's why they can't replace it. If they're able to turn it into something like Trump care, that's how stupid people are. They'll be like, oh, Donald Trump did this for us. No, he didn't. Well, remember all the surveys where if you just listed off all the things in Obamacare to people who were against it, they would be for it. Yeah. If you stripped away the names, of, do you, are you for this? Do you prefer this? Are you for that? They'd be like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's Obamacare. Yeah. What? You know, it's like one of those taste test. Yeah, it was like one of those but Jimmy Kimmel segments when they. But that's how ignorantly racist people are. That's the that's the depths of institutionalized racism. Is not even institutionalized in your face racism in this country. That's the depths of it. And then people say, "Well, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not racist. Well, yeah, you are. Right. Mm-hmm. You're stupidly racist. No, <laughs> you're just stupidly. It clouds racist. everything. Look at Kentucky. They had to change the name of it from from Obamacare to Kinetic right. to get people to sign up. People signing up in droves, just signing up in droves, and they're right. like, "Well, they're not going to take it away." I'm like, "Yeah, they are. You idiots. Mm-hmm. Of course they are." <laughs> well, there was some uh, article or tweet out there about how some lady said, "Oh yeah, I'm not worried about Obamacare going because I got this great ACA thing anyway." Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? The dude was like, "Are you? You you know know that's the same thing, right? (laughs) It is." (laughs) Or the the I think the dumbest one is uh, I knew he was saying he was going to take it away, but I didn't believe it. Yeah, I didn't think he was actually going to do it. You can talk. Huh? Uh, You want to talk to him and say hi? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) That's the queen of the house, people. Okay, girl. (laughs) Hi. Oh, you you were talking that shit. Go ahead and say it. Say, I'm the queen. Hi. She said, get it straight all under her breath. Get it straight. Queen, she said, get it straight all under her breath. Now she don't want to say it. Quit hanging around them black girls talking all. <laughs> I'm looking at the time. What time? Okay, put them four. How long for the pork chops? Maybe 30 more minutes. By, by about 535, 540. Did you guys eat? No, we haven't. That's why I want to get something to eat. <laughs> Swear to God. Because you're cooking pork chops. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God. Right off is cooking and podcasting simultaneously. <laughs> PD, I guess you're eating dinner with us tonight, so. Suppose so. Andy, you're in. Andy doesn't like to do that. Uh, I Andy, like to get home. Wanna, see? <laughs> <laughs> you can't convince Andy to do anything. Andy, I'm having a cookout. You want to come to? It's like Henry Hill. He's just content to be a jerk. <laughs> Sit in the house. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got a long drive. Yeah, you can't get Andy to do nothing. Eat a long drive, even when you live right there. No, hey, no, Andy, no. come on through, man. I'm, I'm barbecuing. I got to walk the dog. No, leave those in the refrigerator. Not, don't cook. Not yet. Yeah, but not yet. Hmm? Yeah, but not yet. Can't get Andy to do a damn thing. What's our time, man? One hour and four minutes, almost. Do we got anything else to... Well, I mean, we can talk about the Super Bowl. Do we get another podcast? Uh, that was not. I think we save the pie. We save Super Bowl stuff for Thursdays. All right. Well, the, or the championship games. Yeah, we save that for Thursdays. Yeah. We got some more stuff to talk about. We do have a couple more things. We kind of like this week. There's been a lot going on for all of us. Y'all want to bring this one home? 
Yeah, sure. Let's, sure. let's let's bring it home. Yeah, well, here give you guys a little bit of a tease. I'm going to get going anyway. <laughs> give you guys a little bit of a tease. We'll talk about the uh, Spring Valley Cop with no charges. Um, the Wells Fargo card being rejected, Black Lives Matter. Michael Che, that's a good story for us. The page six gossip column? Yeah, Michael Che, as well as we'll, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Sorry, this one's a little quick. Uh, we're recording a little bit out of sorts. We started a little later in the day, but don't worry. Yeah, plus uh, it's a holiday. We don't. It's a little bit of a holiday, work. too, so full. we've been doing stuff. Yeah, see, there she, here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> Another one? How many more? Here she comes. All right. So come on back on uh, <laughs> Thursday. We'll be here for you guys, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Any any other concerns? or no concerns that can't wait till Thursday. Okay, so you know all the shows. Thursday night at Beer Baron, the What a Joke uh, kickoff. 8 o'clock. Comedy Festival, 8 o'clock at Beer Baron in D.C. If you're in D.C., come through, see us. Figure out a way to get around because we're going to start doing road closures That on concert Thursday. is that night. You know we can hear that, girl. You that, that concert night. with uh, Toby Keith and everybody else is that night. Yeah. yeah. So um, come on through. Is that bleeding? Is that bleeding? It probably will a little bit. Because those girls, those little girls laughing last week when I had my headset on yeah. that really annoyed me I'm sorry people yeah. who had to listen to that <laughs> I'll um, take care of that in the future come to <laughs> see me on Saturday also the DC Improv Lounge with Jeff Maurer on Friday the 3rd of February I'll be at Jam and Java oh in, I'm on that too in Vienna Virginia Sweet. okay um, what else we got oh there's a show at Beer Baron a benefit show on February 8th which mm. is a Wednesday for a fellow comic uh, his uh, friend was diagnosed with cancer we're trying to raise some money um, so that's February 8th I'll, I'll be talking about that more as we go so the this week though Thursday Saturday and then next week February 3rd at Jam and Java so come see a show yeah if you right. get wiped out after uh, you know the inauguration come Saturday to the Beer Baron see me 4.30 oh, that's right the 4.30 uh that's one of the five alive of the yeah. What a Joke Fest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, people. So come on through um, Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed us bringing it to you. Uh, throw a couple of tip, couple of bucks in the tip jar. Remember what I said about you want us to come to a venue? Con- reach out to venues in, t- in your local town. Yeah, broker the deal. Tell them about three guys on and we will come. ABC. We will come. If anything, reach out to them and then tell them if they want, we will reach back out to them. But contact us and tell us to talk to them and that they want us to reach out to them. We'll do that. <laughs> we will definitely. We will definitely come. We'd like nothing better than to come to your town and entertain you. Yeah. All right. All right, people. Thanks well, so I'll probably much. stay home. Yeah, well, that's Andy being Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Andy being Andy. All right, people. So I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Petey Steele. And we got three guys on. And we are out. Oh.